0: Love Talk Radio. Speak out live from Washington D.C. It's quintessential listening poetry online radio, QLPOR as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm glad all of you are here to listen to the podcast. This evening, I am delighted to welcome writer, poet, and minister, Michelle Carter Douglas, as my special guest. Minister Carter Douglas has authored or co-authored eight books of poetry. She wrote a number of these books with her children. They're all accomplished artists, poets in their own right and authors. The books are available on Amazon and other outlets. Minister Carter-Douglas has survived domestic abuse as well as homelessness. She is committed to serving God and the communities in which she lives. Everyone listening, please help me welcome to the program, Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. Hello, how are you?
1: Hello, Dr. Ingram. I am doing so good and blessed to be on your show. All right. (laughs) You
0: see, I stumbled over your children and you writing all these books. I was just so shocked, actually, that y'all co-authored or wrote eight books. First, tell me about that before we continue this journey.
1: Yes, sir. Um, Well, actually, it's eight uh, poetry books. We also have uh, two self-help books. We have um, a couple of children's books. But how it got started was I've always wrote, you know, and writing to me was a lifeline. And so I didn't know that my kids also had that flair in writing um, until actually 2016. So my youngest son, Brylon began writing in the third grade, and my mm-hmm. daughter um, started writing in high school and my oldest son started writing in high school. So when I lost my job in 2016 as a hotel front desk clerk, because new owners had came in, um, mm-hmm. I went into uh depression, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I didn't lost my job. How am I going to do this? How am I going to make ends meet? And so, uh, I just dove myself back into to writing and picking up the pieces of um, poetry that I had written back in 2004 and putting it together as a book. And when I was published in 2017, it was shocking, you know, um, for myself mm-hmm. and for even my kids. And then my kids came to me and showed me work that they had. And I said, and I went to the lady, uh, Sandra Carrington Smith, who uh, published us, um, mm-hmm. and told her, I said, look, my kids have works and stuff. So she actually ended up publishing all of us. So um, we came into it doing our individual things. And then from that, I said, you know what, this is what God um, is leading, the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in e- each of us, me and my kids. We all have the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit in us. He -hmm. wants us to collaborate, so we've been collaborating ever since. We do have a total of twenty-seven books, but eight of those are poetry. Yeah, yeah, we we've been busy, you know, twenty-seven books. Yeah, yeah, busy. (laughs) Uh Yes, yes. Oh, God bless you. God bless you.
0: Yes, because I know when mm-hmm. I visited your Amazon page, and I saw all these books. I was like, wow, that is really, really nice. Really, mm-hmm. really nice. Glory so let's to Yes, just talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is poetry?
1: Poetry to me is, is philosophy. Um, poetry mm-hmm. is a lifeline. Poetry is a motivator. Poetry is essence. Poetry is life. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about it being a lifeline I like that To me um, I I feel as though Poetry is in everything that we do When we hear songs on the radio um, It moves us And Mm -hmm. a, a lifeline being that We can hear that poem Write that poem That will motivate us To strive to overcome our trials and tribulations, um, songs. You know, um, one song um, that comes to mind is uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, when and, and that was originally Dolly Parton's uh, song. Yes. But that's a beautiful mm-hmm. poem, you know, about, okay, you, you love a person enough that you can step aside and let them live their life, and so it is it, you know and and that's just what i i, I feel that it, it being a lifeline that um you can hear a poem write a poem and it will dig you out of depression it can mm-hmm. motivate you um to to face the world it can motivate you to uh just if if you want to get a new job get a new job if you want to Get higher education Get higher education It was my lifeline Because I struggle with depression You know, I went through Things since I was nine years of age Domestic violence Mm -hmm. And um, if I did not Write about it I wouldn't be here You know, and I'm just Being honest, you know Mm I've You know, dealt with depression Dealt with suicide uh, thoughts and different things like that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Even attempted that, you know. And um, to me, when I write poetry, I take the ugly and I make it pretty. I I take (laughs) what has happened to me and I make sense of it, and that's my lifeline.
0: Very nice. Beautifully Mm -hmm. stated. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared. God bless you. And I think you. you you've actually answered my second question in terms of why it's important. I understand why it's important to you. Mm-hmm. Now when we mm-hmm. think about that and 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 to open it up to the world, is there anything mm-hmm. you want to say about that in terms of its importance?
1: Um, I, I think poetry is important because when you look at the Bible, that's poetry. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and when you look at God's creation, that's poetry. When you look at us as individual, it's poetry. And and so why is it important to everybody is because we use it in every day. When mm-hmm. when uh, you know we use poetry and I don't think we really think of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even at your job You're going to use some sort of poetry, whether it's communicating with your boss, communicating with your coworkers, um, as secretaries, when you answer that phone, good evening, you know, you you want to take a a little spill to it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the world uses poetry because it's needed.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Can you share with me what are some of the predominant
1: of your work? What do you write about? Um, The one thing is about survival and the appreciation of individual life and most of all um, the theme of just being real with your thoughts and emotions. And I think that everybody needs to do that because when I hear about casualties in this world, Um, senseless shootings, the anger, that's bottled up emotions. Those Mm -hmm. are bottled up thoughts. Like, for instance, um, when my kids were younger, especially my sons, I made it a point to let my sons know it's okay to cry. It's okay Mm -hmm. to talk about your, your problems. It's okay. It's okay. A real man cried. Jesus. God in the Bible when you read the Bible God cry. So it is a stronger person to talk about things, let it all out and cry. And I think that um when we when we look at the the world um we need to let people know it's okay to write about those thoughts, it's okay to talk about those thoughts because once a person um, writes it down, and someone sees it. There could be an intervention. A lot of these yes. crimes that's going on. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know Johnny thought about that. And then after it's done, they see in the room of uh, these notebooks and all this different. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I just think um, when it comes to our work, um, what I try to convey is. It's okay to share your darkest thoughts, your most beautiful light thoughts, because if you get it out, you could get help.
0: Very nice. Because
1: somebody else can think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Very much so.
0: Please share a poem.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, well, this first one uh, comes from the first uh, poetry book that we have published. Um, and it's Behind These Closed Doors, An Account in Poetry by Someone You Thought You Knew. And what um, this book entails is, and I, when I first came out with this book, I got backlash. People talked about it. It was like, I thought I knew you. What do you mean? Well, you really don't know a person. A lot of people did not know I was victimized when I was nine years of age. A lot of people did not know I was in a domestic violence uh, marriage, you know, um, because I made it a point not to let people see what was going on inside, you know. And Mm -hmm. so in this book, um, I, I just let it all out. I talk about what happened to me when I was nine. I talk about how the adversary used that to put a wedge in between me and my mother. It was not my mother's fault. She was a yes. single mother and her trust was broken. So in this book, I put it all out there. I was a people pleaser. I cared what people thought and the Lord held my hand while I just poured it all out, talked about it so that people can hopefully be more understanding to people and teach their children, it's okay to say no. It's okay not to give hugs. It's okay not to sit on somebody's lap. It's okay to tell. So the first poem was actually um, a bridge, a bridge uh, from my broken relationship with my mother and my sister um, until now. And the title of it is, from Monroe Street to spiritual mansions because we lived in the Camel Projects and our apartment was 119 and a half Monroe. So we came there and now we're here um, serving the Lord and serving um, God through our ministry. And I'll begin to read it now. Who would have thought two little girls born to Patricia Ann would come up grand? Both daughters individually educated and strong. Both daughters spiritually committed to our God. Reflecting back in memory, it seems like only yesterday, Mama was getting ready for work, for she had to put food on the table and bills to pay. As my sister and I were home from school, Mom just finished her meal of fried chicken and lima beans. Who would have thought years later, I will be able to empathize with mother. Patricia Ann Wilson Carter is one of the greatest mothers. Mommy, I now can appreciate. Mama, I value your encouraging words and hard work. On Monroe Street, right across from the corner store, the Camel Jet is where we resided but did not stay. This was not our spiritual residence. Nonetheless, it was only our physical resting place. Mommy always said her daughter would have more. Our mother said to wait for the opening of Lord's door. However, Mommy, with you, my sister, and I are already having more. Who would have thought two little girls born to Patricia Ann will come up grand. Both daughters individually educated and strong, both daughters spiritually committed to our God. Reflection flash of the past, whoa, it seems like only yesterday. Father God, why in my mind am I stuck on this page in my life? The taunts of my corrective shoes, the scoffs of my mother's single parenting, silly, simple, and idle people, we poor people, too, have dreams. No longer wearing corrective shoes, too. The single mother had strong parents and siblings, too. See, it is the village of the Wilson and Clark that raised these kids. Close your eyes and envision me to you saying this. It was the teachings of the village that allowed me to forgive. The bitterness of yesterday gone, I send you this tender, sweet kiss. Reader and friend, forgiveness is a bliss. Go ahead, send your haters a tender kiss. Reader, family, and friends, isn't forgiveness an infinity's bliss? Little sister and niece, this climb to do a better life, I like. I like. Little cousin, this page of... Poetic forgiveness, I like, I like. For continued success, we strive. My beautiful daughters, this climb to do a better in life, I like, I like. My handsome sons, this page of poetic forgiveness, I like, I like. For continued success, we strive. Who would have thought two little girls born to Patricia Ann will come up grand both daughters individually educated and strong. Both daughters, and this is the last line, spiritually committed to our God.
0: Yeah. I'd like to take a second to absorb what you've shared, if that's okay.
1: That is fine. Yes, sir. So if I may
0: call you Michelle. Yeah, how does definitely. a poem how does a poem begin for you? With an idea, a
1: form, or an image? Tell me. Um, it begins actually with an emotion. Hmm. Um it, it is something that I, I I I know and I I attest everything that I write me and my kids, is right is to the glory of God you know and he moves me he moves me and with this poem it was like <sighs> I used to argue with my mother so bad to where I would curse her out
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I really faulted her and I used to call her this bad mother and, and then you know what as things started happening in my life, um, not for the good, and what it was, the homelessness, you know, yes. and with my ex-husband, the beatings got worse. Um, he started, you know, coming after the kids and things. And, um, you know, and I said to myself, you know what, my mom was running to my aid. I was in Pennsylvania at the time of transfer, and my mother would drive from Struthers, Ohio, rain, sleet, or snow, to come see about me and my kids. Yes. And I thought about how I talked about her, you know, and I said, Mm -hmm. you know what, Michelle, you can't forgive your mother for something that was not her fault. But you keep forgiving this man who's beating you day after mm. day, abusing you and your kids because he's pacifying you in the bed. And that's real talk. Yes. And, and I had to say, you know what? That was not my mother's fault. That's the devil. Mm-hmm. And the devil is a liar. He will not have victory over me and my mother's relationship. And so from that emotion, I began to identify with her as a mother and how you know we stayed in the projects, but we mm-hmm. didn't live in the projects you know she she went to work, she kept a clean house, food on the table we always had we didn't grow up eating beefaroni or ravioli we had uh beef roast potatoes, you know I mean fried chicken lima be you know we had good home-cooked meals.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, Again, I want to thank you for sharing your story or part of your story. Now, what
1: was the title of that particular book? Uh-huh. It's From Monroe Street to Spiritual Mansions.
0: From Growth Street to Spiritual Mansion. All right. Uh-huh. Audience, mm-hmm. yes, sir. remember that audience. All right, all right. I want to stay in the past for a minute, just a minute. Mm-hmm. Please share with me an experience that you had growing up where you first
1: learned that poetry, power. Oh, I remember I was little. Uh, I think I was in kindergarten. And but um I grew up in Saint John Annie Church in Struthers, Ohio, little church on the hill. And so every year we would do uh Easter speeches and Christmas speeches and they were written up for us. And I remember uh coming home with my Easter speech and I was telling my grandmother I said, Grandma, I don't wanna read this. You know, I want to write my own speech. So it started then, and I really liked it, and I started writing my sister's uh, speech, my little cousin's speech. And I was like, wow, I could write something and get clapped. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a little kid writing, you know, holiday speeches. And that really moved me because I'm like, okay, yay, I can get clap. Even if they got up and read what I wrote, I was still getting the clap. That's how I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, all great writers, Michelle, have great mm-hmm. writing influences. Who are some of yours and what makes them special in your eyes?
1: Oh, I totally love um Maya Angelou, of course and Toni Morrison. And um Okay. <laughs> Maya Angelo um Maya Angelo, of course we all know about why the cage bird sings. And as a person who was victimized at nine years old, um, I I could relate to her story. I could relate to her story about um, being that caged bird um, and fear to speak up and and fear to talk. And then one moment you find your voice. And what I love about uh, Maya Angelou is her transparency. Um, Mm -hmm. She didn't have a silver spoon in her mouth. She didn't write one poem and, and, fine stardom. I mean, she was a prostitute. She had a heart, you know? And and mm-hmm. so that's why, and in, in it comes out in her work. Toni Morrison, um, I remember reading uh, her book in, in college, Sula, and um, I just fell in love with that book, you know? Um, just... Uh, the problems that the characters had is just powerful. How it relates to real life situations, um, and and of course there's uh, Charlotte Bronte, um, oh Alex Haley, um, and then I used to read. It was the uh, it, they were the books. It, it came from a Laura Ingalls Wilder, but it was the books when I was a Little Kid That, and then The Charlotte's Web. So there was, like, so many books that really inspired me. And now, um, and I'm going to say this, I never understood the Bible, but now, mm-hmm. uh, ever since, like, 2017 when I became the preacher, that's yes. the best book I've ever read because it's so real. It's so mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and so um, – and the reason why is because, you know, when I was younger, I I thought, you know, uh, oh, Sarah and Abraham were very righteous and upstanding, and this is why they were blessed. And reading the Bible, no, they were flaws. They lied. You know, Sarah was impatient, in, you know, so uh, that, that's the book.
2: <laughs>
1: Please share another post um and I'm going to say um uh, I'm going to say my kids books uh Brylin Douglas My Purpose Ordained by God because uh the adventures of Jerry he began writing in the 3rd grade and um in that book he talks about how Jerry wore a disguise because he didn't want to grow up and didn't want to leave his mom and i just found that so beautiful because uh when he's in the third grade i'm thinking he might have been like nine or something or something like that and just thinking like this little kid is thinking ahead like he wants to stay with his mommy forever you know <laughs> and um then the other book I, I, is the adventures of Gurgle boy volume one from my son patrick And I love that concept with the book. It takes place in Poughkeepsie, New York, and it's such a diverse book. And um, the book uh, starts out with an interracial couple um, who longs to have a child, and so um, they end up being blessed with that child. And they also meet six other people in Central Park, who have very interesting um, dynamics in their lifestyle. So I I really love the depth of that book. And then Mm -hmm. um, my daughter's prayer book, In Our Storms We Have God. And I love that book because um, my daughter, she wants to save the world. And for her to say, okay, mommy, we can't save the world, but God can. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so powerful. And, and she's like, let's do a prayer book, you know? So putting the prayers out there for other people and just the the realization that not one person can do everything, but we serve a God that can. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Are you planning to share a phone? Oh
1: yes. Okay, yes. Now this no, no fine. Uh, amen. Right. Now this this poem um is actually the second book um that I wrote and it's entitled mm-hmm. Broken Mirrors and Mended Wounds. My Savior Restores My Soul. And um this book, um I wrote because I deal with the shattered parts and then I share how God mended me from that. And okay. um it expands upon the the transparency of behind these closed doors. Behind these closed doors was just the opening of the door. And in broken mirrors and mended wounds it's okay now that you're in, you know, Behind the Closed Doors. Now I'm just going to let you know everything. I'm going to let you know the raw emotions. And in this um, poem, Taken, The Wrestle with Our Lord, um, I actually had four children. My third-born daughter, Kayla Michelle Douglas, passed away in 1998 of crib death. And when she passed, I was angry at God, but I was so taught mm-hmm. I couldn't say that out loud. It was easy for me to talk about my hate towards the monster that victimized me. Oh, I could talk about that yes. because he, he ain't nobody. But how dare I come out and say I'm mad with God? You know. Mm-hmm. So um, this is this is taken. The wrestle with our Lord. How do you say goodbye to one of the reasons you sleep, wake, and love in life? How do you let go of one of the people who gave you strength? How do you look upon their soul, the soul you loved and watched grow, the soul before their time you had to let go? Father God, You bring my baby back. I won't pray nor listen until you bring her back. I will sit here in the dark. I will sneer in the dark. I will go on hating in the dark. I will die slowly in the dark until she is here with me. Father God, are you listening to me? Poem. There are no poetic screams. I am roaring with anger, and animosity, bring my baby Kay back to me. I will sit here in the dark. I will sneer in the dark. I will go on hating in the dark. I will die slowly in the dark until she is here with me. How do I love when one of my children are not here? How do I give to others when one of my reasons to give is no longer here? I will die slowly in the dark until she is here with me. In this poem, there are no poetic screams. I am roaring with anger and animosity. Father God, are you listening to me? Yes, my child. Do you know I am always listening? My child, are you asking questions or are you making statements towards me? I am with you always. All you have to do is reach out to me. Father God, this shattered glass, these wounds are cut so deep. If I could cry your tears, I would. My child, I'm crying with you and everyone in this world. If I could cry all of your tears, I would shed them year after year. My child, I will cry them alongside with you. How do I say goodbye to one of the reasons you sleep, wake, and love in life? I'm roaring with anger and animosity, Father God. Are you still listening to me? Yes, my child. Do you know I am always listening? If I could numb the pain, I would each passing day. Hear, my children, take hold of my hand. Father, how do I get through this storm? How do I let go? I counted her tiny little fingers and toes. I held her in my arms. My children are my life. Father God, in this darkness I am consumed. I thought you loved me like I loved you. My child, I do. Then bring her back. Mommy, please don't do God like that. Kayla, come back to me. Mommy, I can't. Yes, you can. I will die slow if the dark. If you are not here with me again. Mommy, I am all right. Love my brothers and sister. Kayla. Come back to me. Mommy, I can't. Yes, you can. I will die slow in the dark if you are not here with me again. Mommy, no, you won't. Mama, if you stay in the dark, we will never see one another again. So love my brother and sister. Mommy, soon you will have another. We will see each other once again. Come out of the darkness, mommy. Love your fellow man. If I could shout your screams, if I would shout them see to see. If I take away the grief, I will. This is a process, my child. Michelle, soon you will understand. You will understand only if you come out of darkness. And these are the last lines. Understand? I am with you every step of the way, the end. Mm-hmm. And that poem truly was a conversation between God and my child because mm-hmm. I ended up having my son driving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, when I actually wrote this poem, I just got out of the psychiatric, uh, psychiatric hospital. I had attempted yes. suicide. Right. And, um And I really, I felt death, you know. And I know that my daughter was sent here to touch my soul. I know <laughs> there are angels here on earth, and I know my Kayla was one of them. And I know that as long as I do God's will, as long as I keep doing what God wants me to do, I will hold my child again. And that's what I just want to say to everybody, and that's listening. It doesn't matter what you've been through. Do good. Do good.
0: Mm. Let's take a drink and share, and we'll be right back. Yeah. We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with Minister Michelle carter Douglas. I'd like to share a poem that I want to dedicate to you, Michelle, if you don't mind. Thank you. Oh, I do
1: not mind. Thank you.
0: I wrote this piece over 25 years ago. I guess I was dealing with my own struggles. So the piece is titled... To live a life in less than a lifetime takes less than a lifetime to live. Mm. To live a life in less than a lifetime takes less than a lifetime to live, I should know. You see, I became a man long before it was the master's plan. As a child, I was up and down, inside and out, round and about. Sometimes I would have thrown my head back and shouted, he said, stop the world, Lord. And just let me be. Why can I age like other children naturally? That my childhood was snatched. What seemed to be the twinkling of an eye, or maybe it was due to that psychological bruise that still lingers on my thought. I still can't remember. This it occur in late May or early December? All I know is that my childhood is gone, and I want God to tell me what went wrong, because I lived a life in less than a lifetime, and it took me less than a lifetime to live. What about you? I that you too, and lived a life in less than a lifetime, and it took you less than a lifetime to live? Rumor has it that you wanted to stay a child, that you went through a waste there for a while. Yet I know that you've been in and out, up and down, round and about, sometimes I'm watching, it looks like you want to throw back your head. He's like, "Please, Lord, why don't you let me be? Why did you allow me, like other children, to age peacefully? You're like me. Mm-hmm. Your childhood was snatched in what seemed to be the drop of a hat, or maybe due to an emotional scar that still festers in the middle of your back. I know you still can't remember." it occur in late June or early September. All I know is that you lived a life in less than a lifetime, and it took you less than a lifetime to live. It took you less than a lifetime to live. Amen. And when I listen to you, with all you've been through, it just sounds like to me you've lived a life in less than a lifetime. You've
1: already lived a life in this, but a lifetime. And still have miles to go. That is beautiful. Powerful.
0: Powerful. I asked a young girl one time. I, I'm a retired professor of counseling. And I asked this young girl. I was in a school working in one of the school systems. And we were just talking. And I said, How old do you feel? She said, 25. And I thought to myself, this girl is only 10 years old. Why is she feeling like she's 25 years old? Based on everything she had seen, everything she had experienced. So to me, she too had lived a life in less than a lifetime, and it took her less than a lifetime to live. I think that's a lot of people's story, story. Mm-hmm. And you're right, poetry allows you an opportunity to to get it out of your system, to vent, yeah, to move it around in your body. Sometimes, if you move it around in your body, it it helps alleviate some of the stress, and tension, depression, you name it. But mm-hmm. so let me ask you mm-hmm. a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall?
1: I think you know what I, I, I'm going to honestly say I think poetry can tear down the, negatives, the right. negative the uh, negative foundations and build up the the walls of security, you know, mm. and, and here I go talking about uh a song, um, Luther Vandrum, uh,
0: mm-hmm. a house
1: is not a home, house you know, a home. and a house is not a home. That's the, yes, that, that song, house is not a home. And I think about it uh, when he describes, you know, a chair is, you know, still a chair and, you know, et cetera. And I I think of that like when you listen to the song, is building the house where there's love, where there's empathy, where there's understanding. So I'm honestly going to say that poetry can actually break down walls. I've seen like sometimes um, people, c- it, like diversity. You know, yes. um and I'm just gonna say racism, you know, and yes. stuff I have biases and whatnot. Yes. And, that's real. That's real. We can't
0: say
1: it's yeah. not real. Is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're right, you're right. And poetry can actually tear down that confusion and mm. create, you know, um you know, togetherness in in different diverse cultures.
0: Mm-hmm. Well Let me stop you for a second and ask you, Mm -hmm. what do you view as being... Okay, let me stop. (laughs) This is my favorite question. Mm -hmm. We've been through so much in this world, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. So what do you view as being the role of a poet in
1: modern-day society? I think the the role of the poet in modern-day society is focusing on understanding the bad, but finding the good in that. All right, all right, all right. And they, because and they, we don't we don't, don't deny mhm like we don't we... deny things is going on. We don't deny. We're not talking about okay. um delusion. We're talking yes. about okay, yeah. Okay. Again, with the violence and the wars and the pandemic and stuff Okay, yes. let's let's talk about that. What can we do to find a resolution? Resolution. What can we do to try to to, to piece the storm to 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 uh, get some of the angry people uh, calmed down? You know, mm-hmm. and and that's what I think our role is. And then mm-hmm. about your a uh, poem, yes. it identifies the pain. And and you are empathizing with the pain. But then it's like, okay, out of that pain comes the strength.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask this question, Sia. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Your work is about emotion, a lot of mm-hmm. emotion, a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Do you think someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong
1: emotions? You know what? I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say no and the reason why is because um if you a poet and you choose not to put that emotion in there you're suppressing it it's there you just you're choosing not to you you for some reason you're choosing not to let it go and so what if you're with writing that, about a tree?
0: Michelle, what if you're writing about a tree? How can you say that? Some people
1: write about trees i i you know what, and I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, and I think yes. it's because it's safe because I still feel the because it's easy to talk about a butterfly it's easy to do roses and red, violets and blue you know it's right. it's easy about that, you know, but what I think our job as other poets You know what I'm saying? Because when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. those poems that I wrote were cute poems. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Easter Bunny Mm -hmm. was coming and, you know, all that, you know. And it wasn't until I experienced that relentless, gut-wrenching pain that the emotion came out. I was was still a poet. I just Mm -hmm. chose to suppress that motion because I didn't want to feel it. And I think what our job to do, um, and, and God is giving you this platform because you're putting poets out here, and when they other poets who choose to take the safe route and suppress their real emotion, they hear this, mm-hmm. it's going to come out one by one. Please share a poem. Okay, yes, sir. Um, this poem um is from the book uh Behind Closed Doors, Volume One, The War, The Aftermath and The Glory. And um what I'm gonna just say this is one of my favorite poetry books that uh me and my kids collaborated in. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because um And I love Shakespeare. I forgot to say, you know, the Romeo and Juliet. I love those names, Edgar Allan (laughs) Poe. So this uh, (laughs) particular book um, deals with uh, my in darkness and coming into the light. And it actually is a little bit, um, it takes you on a journey. It takes you on a journey, a mythical journey to where I Spiritually die because I'm holding on to hatred and of my enemies, and so I die and I go to hell, and then I meet Jesus and He's talking to me and witnessing to me, and I choose to escape from hell and I have to make it back home. So, oh. um, I, yeah, it's 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 a lot in this, but. I I love this. But this is, um, and it's split up into three sections, uh, the war, the aftermath, and the glory. So this is one of the poems uh, from The War. The Note of Fearing. they are haters, abusers, tormentors, and more. I cannot take this mess anymore. This pain I cannot endure. I don't want to be here anymore. Why do you do this to me? You know I am consumed by animosity. What would you do if I hurt you? Would you in anger reciprocate? On this edge, I am looking down. On this edge, my life flashes before me and I see hell. I want to burn like my enemies. If I take one step from the earth, I shall be free. Father God, I feel people watching me. Father God, I have the curse of anxiety. Father God, if I take this leap, will I be free? Haters, I am in misery. Tormentors, I am in mental agony. Abusers and more, I am going to take this leap. Stay right there because I want you all to see. I need you to see what you have done to me. Father God, I am in so much agony, this taste in my mouth is of bitterness and of misery. I want the lives of my enemies. If I take this leap, I shall burn like he and she. I am tired of being strong. I am ready to close this final door. There is so much violence in the world. There is too much hate and disrespect for human life. Father. I am ready to become darkness's wife. When I take a look around, my vision is so distorted now. This vampire disease has me thirsting for darkness now. The sunlight burns my flesh and eyes behind closed doors I live at night. In the reflection of this mirror, I hear the voices of my adversaries. Father, how do I get back to God's grace? Father, how can I achieve spiritual intimacy? What if I have turned away from writing my poetry? To those that have torn me down since elementary, why do you enjoy this mischief of the enemy? Father God, I have sent these words in a note. I have signed it with hate. I have used the emotion of fury. Signed, fury. And that's the end. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: You've been published with your children 27 times. Am I correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on the non-poetry books. What have you learned about yourself writing those books? I guess, who are you as a consequence of writing those books? Who are you now after writing those books?
1: Um, I I know I'm I'm more mature, um, and I say that because, um my anxiety and stuff and i i still suffer from anxiety social anxiety yeah. i still suffer from social social anxiety but um mm-hmm. you know in writing and getting everything out um it just made me feel more confident you know oh. because it's like and i i could be creative you know um there's authors that wrote about vampires and things. I'm still a Christian. I love God. But, you know, I don't, what I tell people, too, um, my poetry helped um, define who I was created to be in order to help people say, you know what, it's okay, I'm feeling down. I'm, I'm feeling like I don't want to be here you know and and then focus on um why you are here, finding your purpose you know and at the end of the book um you know i I do talk about you know um tip do, uh, t- uh dancing with my daughter Kayla, you know, and um taking that walk um, you know in this world, taking that journey back home. Feeling confident mm-hmm. in my skin,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, writing is a major undertaking, and editing is a part of that process. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, but you can do to correct or improve it. But others edit meticulously, mm-hmm. not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on the editing process? You've been published a lot. What's your take on editing? Mm-hmm.
1: um You know what? I'm gonna be honest. When I first uh, put the work out, um I had grammatical grammatical uh, I had errors gr- grammatical errors. Um, And I'm actually in the process of going back and, you know, revising um, some of our books to just, you know, um, make it polished in that. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something, you know, I'm going to tell people, put your book out, because uh, the one thing that I have learned, especially with the adversary, he doesn't want our work out there. And he Mm -hmm. will use procrastination and fear. Mm
2: -hmm
1: you know and mm-hmm. um so w- with me um i and i just need to share this with people in case there's people out there that want their work published i do our books on amazon.com it's 100 percent free and mm-hmm. um and uh copyright you could go to the www.copyrightoffice.gov they're right in washington the form is T-X, like TOM, and X and x Um, You can even do it online. If you do it online, it's only $65. And I'm giving this information to let people know it's, it's not difficult. You know, you, you don't worry about, um, you know, grammatical errors or different things like that. You can go and, and fix it out uh, afterwards. But it's just important mm-hmm. to get your work in print. Um, So you can have this because your book is somebody else's help, somebody else's lifeline, somebody else's ability to step away from the ledge.
0: Very nice. Well stated. You know, we've reached the part of the program, which for me is my favorite part. I view it as being a mini poetry Mm -hmm. concert. This is where you share three or four poems back to back,
1: no interruptions from me.
0: This is your time, Michelle. You're on stage.
1: Okay, Amen. This again is coming from uh, the book um, Behind Closed Doors, Volume One. Stillness. If only dreams could be a reality. I'm so sorry. If only dreams could be a reality. If only this grief would end, Father God. A part of me does not want to breathe. If only we lived in our dreams, if only reality could cease. I sit here on this ground, and I mentally stare. The wind becomes so still. There is no movement on this earth. Like Job, I question my birth. Father, is that you right beside me? Lord, I feel you. Lord, I embrace you. I have been through a lot, and you already know all that. Daddy Almighty, did I ever say thank you? I know I went through some things. There were times I didn't want to be awake. There were times I turned you away. Father, Father, I am here to stay. I can't be bitter anymore. I can't worry about what my adversaries may think. I I am who I am. I am Michelle Denise. Father, I embrace you right beside me. Father, I love you. I know I will see my daughter soon. I will hold her close again. And these two poems are from the uh, book, uh, Melodies, and this one is entitled Survival Skills. In this world, it can get cold and cruel. People can become both ruthless and mean. The people you love can become those you despise. You have to remain strong and only rely on God. You have to understand that he or she is going through a temporary loss. People will throw up your past. You have to remember that he or she has a past. Remember, you will grow When you smile at those who are cruel to you, when people speak bad on you and those you love, remember the adversary is only using them to take you down. The devil fears the beacons of light. Shine your truth and let them, let them see both God and Christ. Mm
2: -hmm. Through
1: these storms, I am getting God's laws now. To understand true love, you have to empathize with hate. To survive in this world, you have to sing while you are oppressed. To survive in this world, you have to love when others are full of hate. And the last one, Father, with you, I am healed. Heavenly Father, I am so glad that you created me. I am so thankful that you gave humans life. I am so blessed that you created my children for me. My mind cannot comprehend all of your splendor and expertise. Father, this alone time with you is what I need. Just a baby in my mother's womb, you sang to me. Father, hold me and don't let me go. Father, sing to me now. I am hurting. I feel alone, so alone. Father, rock me back and forth. Heal the pain within my heart. I apologize for those mean words. My adversaries scorn my soul and heart. Father, how they hurt me. See these scars they have placed upon me. Father, see how they have wronged me. If I asked you to make me home, would you? Father, at times the wounds are too much for me. Heavenly Father, your touch feels so good right now. Hold me just like that. Daddy, touch my heart, soul, ears, and eyes. Poetic, melancholic sigh. Heavenly Father, kiss my head and make the pain stop. Kiss me just like that. Father, relieve my heart, soul, ears, and eyes. Poetic, cheerful sigh. Oh, Father, I am healed. Poetically relieved, I sigh. The end.
0: Mm. Wonderful. Please share with me the titles of five poems, just randomly, just five poems. Um,
1: okay, five poems uh, that are written uh, mm-hmm. in search of pure love. Um, mm-hmm. Hazel Ring, uh, my grandmother, um, and then my kids. Uh, Patrick, um, and, uh, oh, God, let me see. And that's a shame. I can't remember. Let see. Uh, oh, let's see, uh, well, oh, um, the other one, uh, the cotton, the cotton field, um, and oh, I'm going to have to look them up. <laughs> well,
2: that's okay.
1: That's um, okay. Well, the the, the people's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, the, the people, people pleasure. Yeah, the people pleasure in me. All mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. The reason I ask
0: is what's important to consider when you're tightening a poem? To you,
1: you know what, it actually um, comes, like, as I'm writing it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it'll come, you know, the title. And it, it's a shame because I've written so many, and the title will leave me, but, like, what I've written about, that's what stays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. All
1: right.
0: Right. Michelle, do you think you were meant to be a poet? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more.
1: Tell me more. Um, you know what the reason why is because one of which um, the emotion that comes out with that, and um, just the the topics that you know I I write about, and the the people that I'm helping you know, with that and the way that it makes me feel. You know, when I write, I feel better. I just feel better getting the things out there.
0: What surprises you most about being a poet?
1: You know what? The unappreciation. The unappreciation. The unappreciation. unappreciation. I don't know if it's where I'm at, but Mm -hmm. I don't, you know what? To me, um, you know, a lot of people will appreciate the Maya Angelos and, you know, the Edgar Allen Poe's and, you know, the, the Frederick Douglass, you know, the, the authors that's already out there. But, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if it's where I'm at, but there's just a lack of appreciation, you know. Okay. Oh, when you say that you're a poet or an author, it's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes people are envious and jealous. Other times mm-hmm. they have no idea what you're talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. what's your definition of success? What's your definition of success?
1: To my definition of, is, uh, of success is uh, the way you make others feel. Okay. Okay.
0: hmm that's what's important to you. All right. You know, we've Mm -hmm. we've come to the end of our journey, Michelle. I wish we could go on and on and on. But would you favor us with one more poem before we go? Yes, definitely,
1: definitely. Yes, (laughs) praise God. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, This one is is titled um, Spiritual Anthem, and this is out of the book uh, Melodies as well. With all the political wars and nature storms, there is that single and still small voice that calms the earth. If you and I close our eyes and open our hearts, we can all hear the world's beating heart. It is so insane that people argue over the relevance of life. All life is precious. Simply ask our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I close my eyes and take a deep breath. In my prayer, all is well as with God. We all shall rest. Amen.
0: Let's say I'm out and I pick up your book. What piece of advice would you give me prior to reading your book or any of your books?
1: Um, please well, please. the one thing is, um, I, cause I want to get one of your books.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. And are you talking to me? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Man. Look, I, I, look I, I just started my new job. God is good. I, I'm getting back into the workforce. I talked about how I, you know, it was new owners that came in, you know, this they bought the hotel. So mm-hmm. now I have a little paycheck, you know, my own money. So I'm, I want, I want to start buying all your books because that that poem was really inspiring. So yeah. Answer the question, Michelle. Mm-hmm. What piece of advice <laughs> would you give to your readers before they read the book? Oh, what advice would you give to them? the readers. Yes. Oh, yes. To, oh, I'm yes. sorry. Okay, my advice um, uh, to my readers. Uh, I hope that they also author a book. Okay. okay. So write a book mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does knowing that your
0: poems are published, and you've published a lot, and out there in the world, validate your being a poet, or are you content knowing that they're out of your system?
1: You know what? Um, I'm going to say them being published does not define me. You know, me, uh, uh, God blessed me with the ability to write them, defines mm-hmm. me. The only thing um, that I think publishing is, and I think this is what we need to think of it, is a tool to help navigate the poetry, our uh, written works that we wrote to get it in into as many hands as possible. And right. it's, it, it, I, I do think it's imperative. You know, for people who write poetry and maybe have them in the notebooks or in the laptops or whatever, I, I know it is imperative to get it into published works because it is a tool. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. People have the, the capability. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I was thinking that I should have shaped my question as follows. What is your definition of success as a writer? that that would be better than just this huge definition of success your definition mm-hmm. of success as a writer
1: um my my definition uh would be success as a writer is to um be able to navigate um in completing the task manuscript um mm-hmm despite sometimes writer block or uh, anxiety or fear. So yes. the success is c- completing the, the manuscript, if that makes okay. sense. Yes, it does. Yes, it does.
0: But mm-hmm. you know, where can listeners find your own work? Where can we find your work?
1: Um, Amazon.com. So right now, everything is on Amazon.com because Amazon does, do, uh, mm-hmm. Amazon.com doesn't charge to actually get it out there some other things they charge so everybody can go to amazon.com michelle m-i-c-h-e-o-l-e carter c-a-r-t-e-r hyphen douglas with two s's like sam douglas <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right all right
1: how can listeners stay in touch michelle yes um you know what you guys can uh call me Three three zero eight eight one three four three four. I'm also on social media, Facebook under Michelle Carter Douglas. So um, there, and my ministry website is uh, Beason Boy CD Ministries LLC and that's just short for Behind Closed Doors. So BCD Ministries. Uh, mm-hmm. LLC.org. What's
0: next for you? Where do you go from here?
1: Well, right project? now, amen, right now um, I, I'm i going to be doing an audition to do a spoken word for December 3rd, so prayerfully I'm put on their uh, their, you know, uh, what do you call that? Agenda or um, mm-hmm. their program, that's what it is. Yes. So I'm Yes. So basically, and I'm I'm working part time, because I gotta mm-hmm. pay for my books. <laughs>
2: yes. yes. <laughs>
1: uh huh. And I'm just trying to get out there. So if anybody, you know, is interested in me doing a spoken word or anything, I would love to to do that. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: I want to thank you for such an amazing hour. Oh. This was so much. blessing. I
1: enjoyed it. Thank you. I did, too. I did,
0: too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly what I needed to start the week off.
1: <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Dr. Ingram.
0: Well, I just want to share. I want to thank your children as well. for oh, the, you. I, I, I'm sure you're proud of your kids. And congratulations to them for their mm-hmm. writings. Mm-hmm. I know they're proud of them all.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I wish you nothing
0: but the best and continued success.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And likewise, well, you are a huge success. And again, this is an honor and a blessing to be on your show. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Because I said, I was like, when I saw your podcast is wonderful, is organized. I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I could be on the show. So I thank you for responding so quickly, you know, yes. and uh, it, it's a blessing. Yes, me. Thank you,
0: mm-hmm. Michelle. You're, you're so nice. All
1: right.
0: Oh. All right, everybody. Mm-hmm. We've come to the end. I want to thank the listeners, as I always do. I share the following. Let poetry read somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, Michelle. Good night, Dr. Ingram. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Yes. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at QLPOR.com.